You are completely pathetic. What's this? Oh my... Welcome to your worst nightmare. I had I, I admit it, I had a cocktail uh, in the green room. You know, Rick, unfortunately, had been drinking most of the afternoon. Washed it down with one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary. And I said, Stone Cold, why have one when you can have them both? Hey, yo. I'd like to try one of those And then a tall cold brew And then a shot or two Another whiskey and coke Does anybody have a smoke? Greetings and salutations, Barflies. Welcome back to the latest edition of the Wrestling Happy Hour, where we give you the latest, greatest, and up-to-datest in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and anything else that comes to our minds. My name is Christopher Platt, and as always, I'm joined by my esteemed colleagues, Danny Harcourt Hudman. Welcome to the Wrestling Happy Hour WrestleMania Go-Home Show, boys. And that woo was provided to you courtesy of Big John Bright. Hey, I'm just glad we all survived the last uh, roadblock, St. Patty's Day, on the way too. That's like that's like the last good training day to make sure you're you're in good shape for uh, the road to WrestleMania. And I I made it through, and I'm gonna have to put in some extra training. So let's just say that. I'm icing, I'm icing well. my wounds and my liver till mania, boys. I'm well oh, yeah. trained at this point. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Hardcore like was clinically dead at least three times on St. Patrick's Day. Woo! I'm just saying. Yeah. That uh, after I started going through some of the videos that I was sending out to people, uh, I'm shocked that I made it through the evening. So. <laughs> yeah, you had a so, great video walking around the entire St. Patty's Day party making everybody give a shout out. <laughs> So good. And I, whoever wouldn't, I think I just buried him right there on the spot. <laughs> Calling him the wrong names and oh, shit. Oh, you're not, you don't want to do this? Yeah, you you suck. You're a shitty person. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> it was great. So at, I as I hardcore, made friends that night. <laughs> New friends, I should say. So as Hardcore mentioned, Barflies, this is our go-home show to WrestleMania. The next time you all hear from us, we will be in Orlando for Mania Week, folks. It is coming up fast. It is rapidly approaching, if I do say so myself. Something just came up. It did. (laughs) Just just the thought of it alone making something creep up. (laughs) We're close. Let me hear you somewhere in England. (laughs) Tally-ho. 
<laughs> is that our first day. pun? Putting the hoe in tally ho. Nice, nice. There, there's an English lass out there that I, I'm interested in this week. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Like we're going to come in England. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. We're going to get to that momentarily. I've been dreading this all week, Barflies. I'm not going to lie to you, but we got to tackle it. We're going to get to it momentarily. But before we do, uh, first and foremost, we, we have to send our, our condolences, our, our good friend and friend of the show, good old JR Jim Ross, uh, tragically lost his wife this week, Jan Ross. She passed away. Uh, there were reports coming out the past couple of days. She was involved in a horrible accident. She was on her Vespa. Uh, the reports were saying that it wasn't looking good for her and it was going to take a miracle. Those were JR's actual words. And probably about an hour before we actually started recording this podcast, uh, we got word that the priest had come in and and read Jan her last rites. So um, on behalf of the Wrestling Happy Hour, we would just like to send our condolences to Jim Ross, his family, friends, and everything, and God, Godspeed. Yeah, man, I've heard nothing but good stories about, about Jan Ross. And one of them was the first memory I had of her is uh, when we were in Dallas, when Jim Ross and Karen Jarrett and Jeff Jarrett were up there doing the Q&A. All the nice things Karen Jarrett had to say about Jim Ross' wife. It's like, it was really his rock. So, yeah, it was sad to hear. Very much so, yeah. Terrible, terrible accident. and Just your heart goes out to the guy. For sure. So they have been married since 1993. I, I looked it up, and, and again, I mean, there's really nothing else we can say. Uh, Godspeed. Uh, our heart goes out to Jim Ross and the family and friends and everything. Just uh, uh, we pray that you all can find some comfort and some solace in, in this time. And, I mean, the bottom line is you you just never know, man. You just never know when your number's going to be called. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll brief moment of silence for Jan Ross, if you will. And there, there really is no good transition. I was out of waiting that. so hard to see how you were going to handle this segue, Daddy. Did <laughs> I just say something perverted? How about them? Whatever. He was old, he he was waiting hard. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I yeah, got. Been I've been waiting hard, hard all week because of this movie that came out this weekend. Jesus Christ, the Latter Day Saints, and I, I got to say this again. I was as soon as this story dropped, I was dreading having to talk about this with you two yahoos. But of course, we've got to talk about it. So, for those of you that don't know, and this story actually broke literally the day after we recorded our podcast last week, because clearly we would have touched on it. So, oh, oh yeah, well, we touched, got, touched on it touched plenty on shortly <laughs> after the podcast. Yeah, there were plenty of touches going touched on. on. Everything I say is gonna be a pun, pretty much. It doesn't matter oh, yeah, what I say. So. Uh, We're on your fish ass. and chips. Go ahead, fish and chips. Run with it. Go fish for it. Fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like old Xavier had a little fish dig in. I thought he'd be bigger than that. Yeah, you... Shout out to Big Brad Maddox, though. Good lord. <laughs> so let me let me let me set it up real quick, man, and then I'm gonna let you two guys have at it, man. So for those of you that don't know, last week some pictures surfaced of WWE's page in, um, let's say, compromising positions. There were a few tip pics, like she was taking the titty selfies in the uh, in the bathroom mirror and this and that. Anal, anal dildos and you know, yeah. just simple stuff. Yes. <laughs> anal dildos as well. And there were also some pictures that came out, 
And they were allegedly, we'll say, allegedly, we just want to cover our asses for law purposes. You know how that goes. Allegedly, pictures of her and New Day's Xavier Woods with Brad Maddox taping. Do I have that correct, or am I oh, am I misspoken? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think probably at the time, I think he was the GM of Raw, Brad Maddox. <laughs> he was managing so she, something, generally speaking. So she took our work home with her, huh? First thing so I thought fellas, was like, no one in the locker room does drugs and parties anymore. Now they just fuck and play video fuck. games. Up, up, down, down, sit, sit, spin, spin. Yeah. Fuck, man. Fucking live tweet it. I loved it. Did uh, you watch it, John? Go, go for it, fellas. I I'm, did. I'm... I, I did. I mean, I, I did. And the funny thing was, you know. Of course, and I, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's better, uh, longer footage out there. I don't I don't know exactly. The stuff I saw is like a minute here, oh. there, a minute there, you know. And I just the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, of course, awesome. It's Paige, she's beautiful. But I was like, God damn it! I didn't know I would have liked Brad Maddox so much. <laughs> like, if they'd have, if they'd have put a little bit more of this into his character, I had to really, you know been drawn to this guy <laughs> i couldn't agree more it's the same reason big john and i are huge tom phillips marks now it's like that's how you get over yeah it. you're, you're out there you know face fucking a couple people <laughs> i get down with that so, the one so you, though so... go ahead hardcore the one that the one clip is really creepy though where she's riding brad maddox and all you see is his camera phone to the side taping into the mirror like, he's just sitting there like a stud. Just doesn't even, like, look up or make any moves or anything. It, it, I mean, he was very just directorial, producer-esque, man. I mean, he was even the, the Xavier. Uh, I mean, they set up a side cam, and then he's just still down there getting all up in there. You know, you don't even got that footage. That's that's some from undercarriage from Xavier there. <laughs> oh, yeah, big time. That's the unreleased footage. I can't wait till that hits the shelves. It was a chilly night in Albuquerque for old Xavier Woods, though. Yeah. Well, dude, I, you notice he kind of sits, he kind of almost like for a second, I don't know if he just is used to going to the strip club and they tell you hands off. He kind of like went hands off for a second. He's like, I don't know if I'm okay to do this. Maybe if I'm not touching her, I won't get in trouble. <laughs> That's ingrained well, in John, your brain. No touch rule. I, I, it wasn't I me. To, <laughs> she started it. <laughs> I, I have to chime in as the resident black guy. Big John, that's actually that's kind of a cultural thing. See, with with black women, when you're intimate with black women, you actually gotta put some work in and you know it's a, it's literally a workout. Like you're gonna be sweating <laughs> by the time it's over. Now with the white women, that's really all they got to do. You let them sit you just sit back, hang out, and, and let them enjoy themselves on the pogo stick, man. That's kinda how that works. At least in I, my experience, that's how that works. See, I thought it was oh, yeah. like yeah, some like in case the white dad walks in, my hands are way back here. I wasn't doing nothing. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> Crazy cousin over there set it up. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> that Brad Maddox, he's nuts. <laughs> that's hilarious. Fuck you, by the way, but that shit's hilarious. But fuck you, nonetheless. <laughs> you know I'm busting balls. 
<laughs> just like pain. that shit was hilarious, man. Yeah, that shit's hilarious. <laughs> I saw it, son. <laughs> no, my hands are way back here, son. <laughs> hey, man, you got to keep your hands free unless you got to make a quick break for it. You know what I mean? You yeah. can just kind of pull off and keep it pushing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just send me my draws, please. <laughs> But they're playing oh, a good uh, on Saturday night. Xavier Woods hosted a video game award show or something, and he made a joke about deleting your Twitter. And then I don't know yes. if you boys caught it, but on Raw, he kind of there was something when they opened their segment. They're like, "Let's oh. talk about what everybody wants to talk about." And the Big E no, and, no, and I Kofi mean, just, look at each both, other. Yeah, they looked at him. And, you know, kind of gave him the. Is there something you'd like to talk about? <laughs> and they said, "What well, I love to sound they're quick." transition was yeah wrestlemania and i'm like you know everybody yeah. knows what's going on and that's the joke you're leading into and your payoff is your biggest show of the year gets tied in to a fuck film hack you know like I oh they played right. it yeah they played it brilliantly number one because everybody and their mama was waiting for the new name segment this week to see what they were going to say so for you know about five seconds the whole wrestling world was hanging yes. on their every word. And yep. it, it, the way they played it was perfectly. And WWE played it well also because they didn't want to have them out in front of a live crowd, and especially in Brooklyn, because Lord knows what would have came out their mouths, man. What kind of they, chant would have came out their mouths, right? They, they had no business dry, or taking a, an ice cream cart out there and peddling ice cream this week. <laughs> that one, they weren't going to be selling ice cream. Now, I, I do have to bring this up, man, just because we got to bring a little bit of levity to the situation, man. But, you know, it, it, it's kind of fucked up, man, and it kind of speaks about our society and how the misogyny is literally embedded within our, our society, man. Because, you know, ex, you know Xavier Woods, Bragmatics, of course, we're going to be high-fiving them and, and whatever, and, you know, you go and all that good stuff, man. And Paige is left to face the brunt of this controversy, man, and... I mean, you can make the argument, yes, you have no business taping because of the world that we live in now. You can't really have photographic evidence of what you got going on. But at the same time, and hardcore, since you're our resident WWE uh, women's wrestling expert, we're going to start here with you. Do you think that it's fair that Paige was kind of sent out there to, you know, to, to deal with the brunt of this situation by herself? And do you think that there's going to be any ramifications for Paige behind this incident? I think it's more of a a statement about our society than it is about how WWE's handling it because, it, like you said, it's, it's a double standard. But WWE came out and said we're you know what it, we're not doing anything, and I was glad to to see that because if you recall the Seth Rollins situation, they came out and said, hey, it's a miss, it's a unfortunate situation, whatever, but it's their personal life. And if they would have done something to Paige. How double standard would that have been? So I think WWE handled it right. It's it's the day it's the generation of selfies. It's what people do. Unfortunately, it, it didn't work out as far as it leaking, but it is well, what that, it is. You know, they got hacked. It's not you know it's not like Brad Maddox is out there releasing this footage. You know, and it's this ex boyfriend and this hateful footage gets out. I mean, they got hacked, and that you know that should happen. It's just you know it's a lesson learned. I, uh, the fact she's off TV right now, I think helps her, you know, it's not like she was in a program, you know, she wasn't booked in the main event for WrestleMania and this happens and all of a sudden she's got to go out there and still play the card. Uh, 
I think she's off having surgery or something anyways. So they're going to keep her off TV probably a little bit longer. When she comes back, though, man, it'll be interesting to see how, how it plays out. Because, yeah, like you said, Xavier Woods, you know, he'll get cheered. And they'll, they'll probably chant some funny stuff for him. And, you know, he can smile and shrug it off. She might get out there and just get just fucking lambasted with just a bunch of hateful bullshit. You know, or un- and unwarranted stuff because, you know, her personal life got put out there. So, Yeah, and, you know, it sucks because, I mean, was she stupid for allowing videotape to be played or, or, you know, allowing these pictures? Of course. But, she, you know, she's also a young, you know, a young gal. And it, it, it just sucks, man, because she's going to be looked at in a different light because of this. And quite frankly, she's a freak. And I don't see anything wrong with that, man. I oh. enjoy I love whores. I love freaks. Oh. Like, I don't see anything wrong with that, man. Like, that's all that's all good in my book. You know what I mean? I, I can't really get down with the with the pasty white woman. I, I think the last pasty white woman I found attractive was probably Nicole Kidman. I can't think of any other than that. Ew, Did I get no, down? I like her. I was, already like digging, I was already digging me some page before this, and uh, now she's she's at the top of the list. So See, that made it. Maybe maybe they'll have like a Kim Kardashian effect. She'll come back and be the hottest goddamn diva. Your sorry, women's wrestler going because all these all these you know fifteen year old fuckboys out there just got to see her, and now now she's the hottest thing in their minds. So maybe she'll get some some actual you know push out of the deal. Well, there was some pretty evident we want Paige chance. Yes. In Brooklyn, so <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's gonna lie. She's a hot commodity. She's got the Rock movie coming out. She's gonna, dude. If she hope, I mean, I'm assuming she'll come back eventually. I don't know. You hear all different things, but when it happens, boom, game over. She's going to be a huge hit. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and it's it's funny, man, because, you know, between Paige and old clown Dick Del Rio, their real lives are probably the most fascinating storylines in wrestling, bar none, between the two of them right now. You yeah. know what I mean? And neither one of them is on WWE TV right now, so go figure. Well, and that- it makes you wonder what Del Rio's thinking through all this. And then there's rumors and bullshit out there, maybe, you know, that she's party animal and kind of has, you know, some other issues, you know, maybe that she might have. But uh, hopefully those don't, you know, wellness policy bullshit doesn't keep her from coming back uh, when she can, because uh, I think, you know, she could get some, not, I don't want to say mainstream success out of this, but she could get a decent little steam behind her out of this you know fuck the kardashians or kim kardashians has got the most followers you know on twitter because she released a sex video <laughs> and i, I gotta say <laughs> I, I gotta say i'm i'm pretty sure you know for del rio's part that monkey gotta be amazing number one you know she's clearly came like she was a little off anyway, and everybody knows crazy chicks typically have the 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 best monkey. And, and number two, with these videos coming out and these still photos coming out, clearly she's a freak. So I, I'm sure Del Rio is gonna be all right. Oh yeah, he can't complain too much. He'll be all right. But you're right. Uh, Paige's dad came out and said something to the effect about I'm kind of worried about her mental health. But obviously, why wouldn't she be? She's a little kid, basically more or less compared to us. She's 20. 20- Young twenties, right? Twenty three, twenty three, twenty four. Yeah. Now the whole world knows and, she has a sex tape, so whatever. And everybody's and everybody's stupid at twenty three, twenty four. All of us were stupid uh, at twenty three, twenty four. Yeah. Twenty three, twenty four year olds are just stupid. That's just what it is. Yeah. 
I agree. It's just what it is. So it's an unfortunate incident. Hopefully, yeah, yeah it will blow over. <laughs> when I was 23, 24, I was so stupid. I didn't go to the WrestleMania that was in Chicago, two hours north of here. But now I'll fucking draw, or fly all over the goddamn country <laughs> every year to go to it and spend buku bucks like an idiot. Well, not was too, too stupid at 23 to drive two hours north and go fucking see it here. Not to mention when the tickets were probably like 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it was all state, so they're a little bit premium, limited seating. Okay. Well, not to mention the fact that Big John and I drove to New York City the year before, and then we didn't even go to fucking Chicago. Two years before, yeah. Yeah. But we all did stupid shit. Did you guys ever play Edward 40 Hands? (laughs) Two weeks ago. (laughs) Tape it up with the silver (laughs) tape. See who wins. Shout out to Tyler Newberry, booger. He was the... King of Edward Forty Hands, he'll be down in. We would do the mania. We would do that shit on the Ohio Turnpike coming home from Bowling Green, man, which is like a two-hour ride. You know what I mean? And and would not pull over to let you piss until you finished both forties. Fuck, now that's man. a game changer. That's <laughs> I can honestly say, I, I never did, never duct taped the old forties with hands. Played every drinking game else under the sun, but I, I knew that was. It wasn't going to be for me. And, you know, people, the people who were always wanting to play it, I just figured they were going to be real assholes about it if I didn't do it. So didn't finish, I guess. I had been in handcuffs before, so I was always that guy who was like, you ain't taping me up, but I ain't going to let go yep. of these fucking 40s. <laughs> 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 I was like, you ain't locking me up. Yeah. I ain't mad at you, man. That's actually a very African-American answer right there, hardcore. So I respect that, man. Respect, bro. Your lives matter, baby. Respect, bro. Respect. So that being said, as as we said, this is our go-home show to WrestleMania week. We're all going to be down in Orlando next week this time. Actually, next... Oh, yeah. Actually, next week this... No, 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 no. I'm drunk. Fuck it. Don't just totally disregard everything I said. I hope Hardcore edits it out. Clearly he won't. So fuck it. Just forget it. The bottom line is we're going to be in Orlando next week for WrestleMania weekend. This is our go home edition of the Wrestling Happy Hour. And I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about what is going to go on WrestleMania weekend. And also give the Barflies a little bit of advice on how to navigate WrestleMania weekend. Don't everybody what's your, number, what's your number one piece of advice for that, John? I'm what? a big advocate. I'll give you mine. I, I'm a big advocate. If you like to have fun and hang out and party with wrestlers and shit like that, skip. Do go. Do yourself a favor and and watch the Hall of Fame next week or week after it airs. It kills five hours of your Saturday night on vacation. Skip it. Yeah. Hardcore, you you literally took the words right out of my mouth. That was my number one piece of advice. But but go right ahead, Big John. Oh, for sure, yeah. Hard, the the uh, Hall of Fame shows a definite miss. It's, I mean, it, you know, I guess the only people I would have said that, like Bret Hart, something like that, you know, they're already in. So there's there's nobody really piquing my interest ever there. WrestleCon, on the other hand, that is an amazing event, especially you know if you're of our age. Some of the nostalgia, some of the '80s, '90s stars, you know, early 2000s uh, at the WrestleCon event, the hotel that hosts it is a must stay. Yes. So, uh, 
or have well, some I'm, buddies I'm that say, are staying there. I think Chris and Amber and a few other people are, are staying down the road. But as long as you got somebody there to convene, because it's a long fucking day of adrenaline and hanging out and having beers and doing whatever else with these wrestlers and shit. You know, if you got a room to convene in for 45 minutes and just kind of collect your thoughts and watch a little TV, go back down. That's key. Well, if you're going to be doing it all day. And I'm going to say this because... You know, you know how it is, Barflies. You guys and gals know how it is as wrestling fans, man. Some of you are embarrassed to tell your other friends that you are fans of wrestling. And when you do convey that you're a fan of wrestling, we all get that same ridicule and that disgust. And people look at us like we got five eyeballs and shit like that. You guys know exactly what I'm they, talking yeah, about. They use that just terrible F word that nobody likes. Yeah. Fake. Yeah, because it's like, yes, because everything else on television is real. So, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But that's neither here nor there. But you guys know what I'm talking about. But the greatest part of the WrestleMania experience is that you are going to be surrounded and inundated with a bunch of other wrestling fans and marks just like yourself. Like, there's no pretense. There's no pretension. There's none of that. We all know why we're here. We're all here for the same thing. We're all here for the same reason and, and just connecting with everybody and, and just feeling that love and that vibe and that positive energy. I can't even really put it into words, man. You, you, you have to experience a WrestleMania weekend to really understand and get the gist of what it is that I'm saying. But there's nothing like it, man. There's absolutely nothing like it. There's no preconceived notions. There's no religious beliefs. There's no colors or nothing. That That's like, honestly, that's like the one place. Like, I remember sitting in that San Jose courtyard for 31, and that was the last thing on anyone's mind is female, male, black, white, Mexican. It didn't matter. It was like, we just want to talk wrestling. This is great. We're all on vacation. Let's have a good time. And that's, that's, that's well, a great one. Well, real quick, Hardcore, I, I do have to correct you for just one thing. It was kind of like an, a religious experience, man. Like, I, I just remember going back to San Jose quickly, man, walking to that stadium, walking to Levi Stadium with, you know, 70,000-plus people walking in. <laughs> it, it did kind of feel like a religious experience. Like, we were in Mecca or Jerusalem totally. or something like that and going to the temple. Totally. 100% that way. Uh, I was just going to say, the, the whole weekend in general, and just – you know, this this year will be my fifth one. Same same for hardcore. Fifth time I've been. Uh, when we went to twenty, we had a ticket to the show, and that was it. And that we were just going to the show. You know, and we you know there were some live signings here and there around town. Maybe we tried to make them. We didn't have time. We had a ticket to the show. Same thing. When I went to twenty five, I was just going to the show. Uh, now there's so much around the weekend that. By Sunday morning, you're like, oh, yeah, fuck. After everything that I've already <laughs> experienced this weekend, like the last four days, that is outside of the WWE bubble, but it's all there because of the WWE. It's like, shit, there is a show. And then it is like, fuck, you're walking to Mecca. But it's everything that leads into it that is amazing, like through the roof. And then, oh, yeah, on top of it, we got the fucking greatest show of the year going on, you know, and too, that, to top it all off. And that's kind of our, our group of friends kind of like the to save the wrestling action till Mania. So there's tons of other stuff to do. But listen, if you love all the wrestling stuff and you don't really like to, you know, party or whatever, there's tons of that, too. But 
I mean, well, what there's do we do? shows left and right, indie shows going on everywhere. Yeah. So we always start I was, our I was, Thursday night. Yeah, we, and, you know, we like to hang out amongst each other because we're all assholes. We're all funny and we just enjoy each other's company. But I, I do suggest that you all do check out an indie show while you're out there, man, because there's a million of them. There's a, a gazillion, fulfillion of them out there. So you can go check one out. I also recommend going to the Raw After Mania. If you've never been, go. I'm not now. We're not personally going to go this year, Shot Girl and I, because we've been to the previous two. But I do recommend that you go just for that experience of that live crowd, and it's kind of like being there. You, you know how Mania is. Mania kind of rewinds the clock, so it's like opening day. You know, like you know, opening day of baseball or oh, football yeah. or whatever. It's yeah, it's that vibe. And that's and and John and I are sticking it out till Tuesday. We haven't committed to anything on Raw, but we've been to four manias. This will be our fifth, and, hey, we'll be there till Tuesday, so this might be our first Raw experience. First, yes. Never done the Raw after, so. And I think two two of those years, I think my DVR fucked up, so when I got home, I didn't even get (laughs) a fucking watch, damn Dang. Goddamn heel wives. Hashtag. And we stayed in fucking Miami for 28, and Andy and I stayed till Tuesday then, and we watched it in the hotel, and I regret that. So if we're there, we, like I, I said, John, it. where are we staying Monday night? Because we don't have a place yet. He's at a tent. So <laughs> <laughs> if we're staying in a tent, we're going to Raw. Well, I'm, 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 I'm just hoping by the end of the weekend we all got do- jobs at WWE, and we're just on the road. Send the kids. <laughs> we'll, we'll be in Hartford, nice. Connecticut on Tuesday. <laughs> I love Shit, it, man. We'll be in Orlando, man. Go sleep on the beach for the night, man. Yeah, what's, what's, you know what I mean? What's wrong with that? I agree. It's and and I want to give Chris. a shout out to Sunday morning. <laughs> we use, we go to the brunch Sunday morning. Well, let's start on Thursday. We get there. A lot of times, like a few times, John and I have gone Wednesday to do like some sightseeing or whatever. But since Orlando's kind of a tourist trap, it's not as cool as going to San Francisco and seeing the bridge or, you know, going up in the, in the buildings in uh, New York. Um, we're kind of jumping into it on Thursday and Thursday night, what you got to do is Wale, the rapper Wale, he throws a party called Wale mania and it is so fun. And they, they advertise a lot of guys. So they got like, um, well, unfortunately Jim Ross probably won't be there this year, but, um, who else they got? They got Marty DeRosa coming, MVPs coming. Well, uh, the whole MLW crew, Eric Bischoff, yeah. Chris Richard, Conrad Thompson. Uh, but, I mean, last year, yeah, actually last two years that we've been there, uh, numerous WWE signed guys, indie guys, TNA guys. I mean, Alberto Del Rio was there last year. MVP, Mark Henry, Chris Hero, Cassius Ono maybe, you know, today. H.H.'s uh, uh, favorite guy, Teddy Hart. Uh, <laughs> Hell, we brought Virgil. Dave, hey, and, and his, also, yes, they, and, and his other best friend, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> so, which side no side shoot? Uh, I had the greatest video ever taped with Dave Meltzer last year at the Wall VIP, and I fucked up and hit record or didn't hit record. Thought I had it. And I went back and looked, and all I ha- had recorded was me thanking him for the video and the promo that he just cut on Hardcore. 
and I didn't even get it. So it was it's lost in time. But I did. I said, can you tell my buddy Hardcore or, or Danny that he knows nothing about wrestling? And he did. He was nice enough to let Danny know that he knew nothing about wrestling. But well, I do not have because it was never recorded. So that's so, a fake story. Good. Fake news hey, from it, Big it's John. Not fake. Oh Jesus. <laughs> that's what on my bucket list though i'm not gonna lie i want to get dave Meltzer on the wrestling happy hour and i'm not even gonna say shit i'm just gonna set it up and wind them up and let Meltzer and hardcore go at it and tear each other apart man that's on my bucket list i'm not gonna lie so dave if you're listening this is your formal invitation to come on to the wrestling happy hour yeah i can make educated guesses too dave so we could go all night <laughs> Jesus Christ. So so what other advice would you guys have to the barflies in regards to WrestleMania week? Well, let me, let me just go through our plan. So Friday we do – or Thursday okay. we do Wale Mania. So these are our favorite things. And then either Friday or Saturday we have open. Uh, this year Saturday is Kevin Nash's VIP party. That's the blast too. It's a lot like Wale Mania's. Oh, yeah. Uh, no Wale performance, obviously, but everyone's just having a good time. We were doing, I was buying shots for Abyss, and, you know, they got free food and free drinks and all that shit, and Nash is there doing video shout-outs to my buddy, and it, it's just a great Yo, time. Mean Bogod Gene was yeah. there last year. That was, a, that was a bucket lister right there. And he, the man, he's, you know, what, 67 years old, 80 years old, maybe, he's sitting in the booth there with two hot ladies, and I asked him, hey, talk to him for a second. Can I get a picture? Oh, yeah, and he stepped out. So he's a great guy. We just, we like to mingle. We like to try to find – I want to party with wrestlers. You know, I'm here, I'm, I'm here to party, man. Because <laughs> we're those guys who aren't going to be like, hey, do you remember when you had this match against this? Like, we could go 45 minutes and not even bring up pro wrestling. That's what's fun about yeah. it. Because then that's how you realize, like, damn, these guys are cool as hell. These guys are charismatic. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. And like Hardcore and John keep reiterating, even if you don't stay at the hotel that WrestleCon is going on at, that's where you want to be because that's pretty much going to be the hub. And you're just going to be walking down the street and you're going to run into Coco Beware or Tito Santana or or whomever. Like you're just going to randomly bump into wrestlers just being in the vicinity. They're sitting there having Jack and Double Cokes with Marty Jannetty at 8 a.m. eating breakfast, eating the breakfast breakfast. I can, I, I, in San Jose, yeah, we'll go down to, I'm sitting by myself having my scrambled eggs, and Animal sits down right next to me from the Legion of Doom. And I'm like, Jesus H. Christ, he didn't have the paint on, which it would have been amazing. <laughs> but uh, that's when, that was my first experience. And that's what I was getting at, I guess, my point earlier is, you know, the, the ones before, we were just there for a show. This other time, we, we did start doing the WrestleCon event and, you know, the other extracurricular events you know, leading up to it. And I wasn't ready for that. I all I, you know, I had a ticket to mania and that's what I was going to. I was going to see the, the greatest show on earth. I didn't realize that I was going to have three days of interacting with some of my childhood heroes, current heroes, and, you know, and be able to sit there and hubnub with them. And it was awesome. And for the most part, I can't think of anybody that I've encountered that wasn't, wasn't nothing but genuine and nice. So, you know, the other thing you got to do too, that's, Another great experience is uh, WrestleMania morning. They do a WrestleMania brunch at the WrestleCon Hotel. And there's, what, 15, 20 legends of WrestleMania there. And you yeah. get one or two of them at each table of, like, eight or ten people. Last year we had Abyss, and he was fucking cool as hell. 
Lucky enough. Hey, you want to tell the story, HH? I was a little hey, drunk. You go ahead, John. Well, <laughs> a little blurry. Well, we we were all a little drunk. We might have been out till about six thirty. I think brunch started at nine thirty, ten. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'd all been out <laughs> partying with nasty boys at the strip club. Alexis Moore, shout out Alexis Moore, we love you. Love but. You. I don't remember if we've talked about that story on here. I think we may, might have. Yeah. We so, uh, yeah, we were fresh off of that night, maybe hour and a half of sleep, if that. Tops. Hardcore, smelling like puke and booze and <laughs> trying to stuff down some sausage links so he doesn't, you know, get sick. We're trying to get some energy in us. He decides he's going to put old Abyssy's mask on. He decides he's got to it take sitting on the table. monster Abyss's mask and just put it on his pukey fucking stinky ass stripper fucking pity city head fifteen thousand dollar like custom made mask goddamn molded to the monster abyss's face like a catcher's mitt and old fucking hardcore just gonna put it on his stinky fucking mug well you know what bit- that motherfucker didn't care though he was cool as shit and thought it was funny and we got great pictures to prove it, so it was an awesome he, time. He was yeah. looking away, so my timing was a little off. I thought I could put it on, take a photo op, eat a piece of sausage with some so- eggs, get the photo taken, then take it off and put it back on. I get that motherfucker on for one second, and he's just looking at me laughing. So I was <laughs> glad he played it cool because the guy – he told us that morning the guy who made the mask was the guy who did Mick Foley's and the Phantom of the Opera on, on – uh, on Broadway, New York, on Broadway, yeah. <laughs> Custom made, and I, I missed the Nasty Boys strip club party. We we caught up later on that evening, but I missed that party because I was too busy trying to uh, prevent my future sister in law from getting groped by some melon farmer named School. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's, that's how I spent my uh, my pre mania night. You know what I mean? The the night before mania. So we're right. sitting at this bar, and we went there because they had all you can eat catfish the night before, and we got roped in, and it was fucking delicious. So we're like, okay, it's right around the corner from the hotel. So we had spent half the night literally singing on the street corner. You know what I mean? Try to, well, yeah, yeah, singing, literally singing on the street corner. I got into it with some woman, and you know that's neither here nor there. So we get to the bar, and you know I'm with Shot Girl, my lady, and her sister. So we're sitting up there, and I'm buying drinks for everybody, and we're kicking it, we're throwing back shots, and we're hanging out. So you know, eventually this greasy melon farmer comes up to us because clearly somebody had to come up to me because I'm sitting at the bar with two hot chicks. So somebody's gonna come up to me, right? And it just so happens that it's my main man, School. And this melon farmer literally talked my ear off and would not let me go. (laughs) I'm boasting to the women. You know how when you don't really feel like talking to somebody and you throw somebody that side eye, like, please come save me. Yes. (laughs) And the shot girl's credit, she tried to come save me, but school was relentless. So then we ended up taking pictures and he starts filling on a shot girl's sister's ass and I got to go check school. And it just turned into a big thing. So we basically had to end up leaving while his while his head motherfucker to school. (laughs) We ended up having to leave while this motherfucker's head was turned and we just Exited stage left out the motherfucker. Yeah, but shout out to school in Dallas, man. I hadn't heard that school story. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, man, I'm school, man. You know, talking that shit. Oh, man. yeah. Gotta hear that, man. <laughs> That's cute shit. 
I'm going Shout back out to school this weekend. Shout out to school, man. <laughs> school for like the dude. I don't know if you guys remember the Fresh Prince where he went to the pool hall and the dude that hustled him out of pool. Oh, and yeah. Then, <laughs> that's school looked like. The dude that hustled Will Smith out his money at the pool hall. Then Uncle Phil had to come back and get his money oh. back. Oh, yeah, when he was pool Uncle looked. Phil was the pool shark. Oh. Hell, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's who school looked like, man. That's cool. Oh. <laughs> You're Will Smith. I'll be your Carlton. Get out there. But again, Mania Week is a blast, man. And if you are a wrestling fan, you got to make it to at least one. And this is the fucked up part. If you make it to one, you're going to go back to another one because that's how great of a time you're going to have. That's what we said. Once 30 happened and we weren't there and all those guys were in the ring, we're just going every year now. <laughs> it's like we don't want to miss the Mania moments anymore. It's, yeah, it's it's a fucking blast, especially if you've grown up with it and you love this shit. It's the be-all, end-all. It's the main spectacle. It's the greatest spectacle in sports entertainment. I, I feel like it, and this is kind of my own personal thing. It's I'm chasing the mania moment of being there because the the shot of seeing Hogan, Austin, and Stone Cold, or Hogan, Austin, and The Rock in the ring together, and then you know the one you'll never get to see again, the Undertaker losing the streak. The 31, I was sitting on my ass just going, the network was amazing. And that was the dawn of a whole new era. The you mean 30? Lo- yeah, WrestleMania 30. Is that what yeah. Yeah. WrestleMania 30. You know, and the network is this great dawn and this, this is amazing. It's a great new thing. But once I saw that, I was like, I don't know why I'm not there. And, like, I'm at an age that I can I can do this, you know? Like, I'm not, I'm not fucking 20 years old. I can I can put together a vacation like this or something and that one so ever since then, and we've seen some good ones but man i just those were that's a that's a fucking iconic moment i can't wait till next year man speaking of wrestlemania 30 i can't wait till next year in new orleans man because i've never been and i'm excited oh, yeah. to go to new orleans very much so yeah oh, we're gonna have a yeah. party boys i got an in with a dj at a strip club there so we're gonna have a little party we're going to have a little Wrestling Happy Hour Presents party. You heard it here first. New Orleans. We're going to party. And also on Sunday, there's a this year there's a tailgate called Connor's Cure, which is a really cool deal where, you know, you donate money and everybody's drinking everything. And I won't say anything, but we're trying to have a special guest Week there. So, so so keep it. What's that? Yeah, Mania Sunday outside Sunday. of the stadium. Yeah, Mania Sunday. So stay tuned, in other words. Stay tuned. We might have so, a special guest coming. So before we get to last call, did uh, I know you guys wanted to touch on a couple of things on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, first off, uh, as far as Raw goes, shout out to Y2J Chris Jericho. He's having one of the hottest runs in the history of his career right now, right? Like he's just hitting right now. He's in the zone, man. And they're they're killing it. And the the storyline. I mean, I I know that you know they took the title off him and whatnot. But I mean, a few years ago, man, that this would have been the marquee match because the way it's built and the way it's been just phenomenally done. And he is, I mean, he had the crowd no in the intended. palm. Right. Yeah. He had the crowd in the palm of his hands. The other night. I mean, he is over as fuck. And, uh, that segment was great. Fucking, you know, KO is a Jericho mark from day one. It's fucking hilarious. So yeah, oh, yeah I that... just, everything about it was great. 
that photo was fantastic. Kevin Owens doing the Jericho arms spread out with the white DJ shirt, the poster, and then the little blonde cutie. Poster yeah, and then the like the, the the tweets, you know, like the kiss ass tweets, you know, right. like when he's trying to get signed, the kiss ass tweets. So, uh, yeah, I just the throne element of real into it was really cool. I like that they ended up doing it on both shows. There was an element of real, and you know, anytime you. Can, take something outside world and interject it with it. It's it, you know, it, it takes that fake away. Like the assholes like to say, it may, you know, brings a little realism into it. I like it. But Chris is right though, and, because Jericho, I've always kind of been a little bit indifferent on, I don't know. I just, he was never my big nope. cup of tea, but the last fucking few weeks, I've really been popping hard for him. I did that around, obviously when he came out originally against the rock, I kind of felt that the next time I probably felt it that much was, uh, leading up to 28 when him and CM Punk were in that whole alcoholic dad angle. Yeah. I was really popping how good he was there and then now. So, yeah, he's he's hitting on all cylinders, man. It's going to be a great match. And we've said we've all agreed that that's liable to be the show stealer on Sunday. And, you know, it's funny because I, I saw somebody on Twitter this week. I can't remember who it was because if I did, I'd give them credit for it. But they talked about how this Kevin Owens Jericho's storyline kind of parallels the the Chris Jericho's Shawn Michaels storyline from was it WrestleMania 19 where they wrestled where Chris Jericho was the Shawn Michaels stan and he was obsessed with Shawn Michaels and then he wanted to kind of destroy his idol like it, it kind of parallels that storyline yeah. right yeah very much so yeah I didn't think about that that's a good one I'm gonna go back yeah. and watch that tonight and you know to go with it the nice thing is they've they've been together. They were best friends. They've they've had this long running, you know, nine month almost. I guess not nine month, but six month, you know, program together as partners. It's just uh, yeah, you know, not a tag team breakup, but a best friend breakup. <laughs> uh, it's, it's and it. I don't know. I was gonna say to SmackDown. Some of the stuff coming out of SmackDown, I really like, and I like Miz. You know, the Miz, Cena, Maurice, Nikki Bella thing is awesome. I just feel like I wish we've been cheated a little bit in the in the road to WrestleMania because I feel like they should have had a lot of this laid out a month or two ago, and we should have gotten four or five weeks on some of these feuds, whereas some of them they just put together in the last two weeks. And, I mean, the, the spoof stuff on SmackDown was some of the – most entertaining shit I've ever seen with Miz and Maurice dogging on Cena, the total bellows. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I, I, I'm kind of the opposite on that. I, I've enjoyed not really knowing. It's been making me, I said this last week, it's been making me hang on way more to these last final Raws and Smackdowns, especially with the brand split because it's a little bit thin when it, when you come to wanting to push a match for six, seven weeks. So I'm cool with it. Either way, I'm yeah, but I feel stoked. like there's a, so much, and and maybe it's maybe it's stuff that it continues after Mania, and they they don't want to burn it all out, you know, and and have it pay off at Mania. Maybe it it prolongs afterwards because yeah, some of the stuff they're cutting and the promos that Miz and Cena are cutting on each other, man, if, I feel like they could have done this six weeks ago and it just be absolutely heated it'd be more than just a mixed tag it'd be fuck a borderline main event i understand where wwe is coming from because we live in a, a microwavable 
generation in a microwavable life right now and everything is you know hot new fresh like we're always trying to get to the new thing and it's very difficult to set up a long-term storyline in this particular day and age now that being said the hottest feud going into mania is the kevin owens chris jericho feud which has been a slow burn and this has been building and building for months on end and now it's you know arguably the most anticipated storyline and feud going into mania so i understand where they're coming from because you know it's very difficult to drag out feuds in this day and age and you and they've got pay-per-views that they had to work around and this and that but on the other token a nice, drawn-out, well-done storyline still does pop, and, and it will draw. You're totally right. And then uh, the same could be said about the Orton-Wyatt one, and even maybe oh, even Goldberg. Goldberg-Lesnar, even though they aren't necessarily week-to-week. Week. So uh, I guess I'm you know, just – some of them I feel like we we got cut short a little bit, and maybe they'll, they'll prolong them out. So, But, no, the, the KO and Jericho one has been – going forever and it's 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 well done so big john man we were talking before we went on the air you're kind of sour on the aj styles shane mcmahon feud that's going into mania so talk a little bit about that man what what is it about that that you don't enjoy or why are you down on that feud i just think uh aj styles deserves better than that uh Man, I understand Shane Man's a marquee name, but I don't know. Uh, it's I don't really want to see Shane wrestle at his age. Uh, yeah, he takes a big bump, but it also every time he does it, I'm like, God damn, man! It looks like it hurts, <laughs> and it looks like that's why you only do it every once in a while. Uh, but there are also bumps that the other guys take. You know, other guys take table bumps and shit like that too. Uh, I just, I don't, the Shane thing, uh, especially just AJ. AJ's the number one guy, some would say, in the world. And you got him wrestling the boss's son. I don't, I don't see that. That's I don't what, see that as his talents utilized best. But that's what's fueling the whole fire behind the feud is everybody's pissed he's getting screwed out of his Rumble match. And, and yeah, everybody takes table bumps. But, dude, Shane McMahon takes the bumps. He's got the biggest bump in the last year. That's for sure. And then he throws a, a smackdown from the top rope. To, when's the last time that you've seen that happen for anyone on Raw or SmackDown? It's not very often we see that. And for him to do that on SmackDown, dude, he's an adrenaline junkie. I think it's going to be great. And look, if that's I'll go back to what I said about Daniel Bryan. If it's what he wants to do, then it's what he wants to do. So I ain't going to care about his health. I, I, and that's, I'm not. If Shane wants to be on the card, and if they want to have Shane have a match every fucking WrestleMania, that's fine, and I'll watch it, and I'll probably be entertained by it. I just don't think it needs to be with AJ Styles. He's the fucking number one guy uh, in wrestler in the world right now. And I'll now. give you, you know, I'll give you uh, that. It was unfortunate how it happened because he did win the Rumble, and it would have been great to main event, but it just works out better storyline wise to have Bray versus Randy. So it's like now, uh, well, I mean, who else are we gonna do? Well, the, well. First and foremost, can we all acknowledge that it's kind of weird that Shane has a head of gray hair while Vince's is brown? (laughs) (laughs) Can we acknowledge that? That's kind of weird. Vince is like, he's not even real. He's like on those Simpsons characters, like on the Halloween episodes where they have like the frozen heads and their bodies like alien arms. 
Here, here's my problem with old, it. Dog. it. My biggest problem with it is uh, AJ's supposed to be the heel in this, but he's the fucking guy that should just be able to beat the piss out of Shane McMahon. And I just, he shouldn't, I mean, he's, he should go over. Shane McMahon shouldn't be able to even have an offense in that. So I guess I don't see the the entertainment in it of him just getting his ass, Shane McMahon getting his ass kicked. Whereas I go back to like Shawn Michaels and eight or and Vince at WrestleMania 22. That again, the greatest wrestler in the world at the time going up against a guy that, you know, he can wipe his ass with in the ring, but he's the fucking heel Vince evil heel. Yes. I want to see him beat his ass all over the fucking arena. You know, I don't want to see AJ styles beat the shit out of Shane all over the arena. Cause he should. And on the other end, I don't want to see Shane get that much offense on AJ because that that's not fucking real. Yeah. Well, that's here's weird. here's my argument. Here's my argument though for the match. Number one, we can all agree that right now AJ Styles is the best wrestler in the world. Can we all agree on that? Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. And he, he has proved his medal this year in the WWE. Like he's come in and he has set the world on fire. He's had great matches with Jericho. Roman Reigns, his his uh, his his match with John Cena will go down as legendary. So obviously they're not going to put him in the title picture for whatever reason. But this is still the WWE, which means it's still the McMahon sandbox. So in that world and within that structure and that frame, this is a big deal being put up against a McMahon it at the biggest show of the year, WrestleMania. That's a big deal. So in their mind, this is his reward for coming in and being the best wrestler in the world. You're in a high-profile feud with a McMahon. That's a big thing. And we all know Shane can take bumps. We know AJ's the best wrestler in the world. And quite frankly, this match might be able to steal the show, man. Not You know, I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. It may steal the show. And I'm not saying it, it doesn't have that chance because it definitely does. Uh, but I... AJ's also notorious for being one of the stiffest motherfuckers out there. And it was already shown kind of on his See that black eye. Shane. And yeah. hell, when he tossed oh, him. See, y'all think that's real, that black eye. That's not me. Yeah, because when he came out after. Uh, a good amount of it came, looks real. No, hold I'm on. Sure they came, up, but. Hold on, though. Hold on, though. When he came out last week to end SmackDown and said, you don't have a match at WrestleMania, you do now. His eye was swollen shut. So oh, eventually okay. those bruises. There might be a little touch up, but I think it was real. Fair enough. I didn't think I didn't say it wasn't. I was just asking you guys' opinion. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm but sure I can tell enhanced. John was going there. No, I th- I'm sure it's enhanced. I don't think it's fake by any means. Uh, I just, yeah, uh, me it is. It's it's the boss's boy, and Vince, no matter what, sees that as a big deal. And I'm sure you're right. He does. You know, I'm, I'm giving this to you. I think. AJ's going to whoop the shit out of him, though. And it's going to be a rough day at the office for fucking Shane McMahon. <laughs> I can't wait for it. You don't got to sell me on it, Big Chris. Yeah, I mean, I'm mean, I'm interested and intrigued to see what they come up with because he is the best wrestler in the world. And if anybody can get a good match out of Shane McMahon, it's AJ Styles. Plus, Shane's got a pretty good track record, man. We all remember, we talked about it last week, that match he had versus Kurt Angle when he went through the plate glass window. Um, he's had memorable matches Kane. against the Big Show, Kane, X-Pac, of course, Taker last year. Like You know, Shane can hold up his end of the bargain when it comes to a big match. I and can't I'm, think of a yeah, bad I'm match. Let's put it Shane. that way. Well, yeah. 
That's fair. And plus, you know, the McMahons, they want to prove that they're <laughs> tough to all the wrestlers in the back. So, of course, they're they're going to be a little snug. They're going to be a little stiff, and they're not going to bitch about it because they got to prove. You know what I mean? They got something to prove. Especially the son. Because you know he's got a chip on his shoulder. Especially the son. And that's the thing that I always gave Vince props about, man, because it's kind of hard to say no to Vince when Vince is willing to literally go out there and damn near kill himself for the product. It's kind of hard to say no at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that being said, gentlemen, uh, the lights are on. They are putting up the bar stools. I don't even know if we can get some more drinks, but I'm going to throw up my hand and see if we can get a couple more shots because it is last call. Oh, yeah. Cheers and beers. Give cheers me another one. Cheers boys. Cheers Woo. and beers. So first and foremost, according to Pro Wrestling Sheet, the WWE is in talks to potentially buy Ring of Honor. Now, we've talked on this broadcast a few times about the WWE – buying up all the territories and becoming the end-all, be-all of professional wrestling. So, Danny, if they were to buy Ring of Honor, which at this point is a feeder system to WWE anyway, is that good or bad for the business? I think it's good if they keep their hands off it, like silent owner type thing. I don't know if that works really with the age of the internet. and, But I think they, I really think they could make it work. Just let them keep doing what they're doing and maybe handle more of the business stuff. Do like they did with ECW and just kind of feed them a little bit of money. I mean, I don't know how the deal is going to work out, but you know, don't... I mean, put them on the network as ROH. Yes. I think we've mentioned that in the past. Just let them do their own thing. Give them more options. Instead of they're kind of trying to make options on their own, like with these new 205s and NXT. Let's give them what an options people already are loving and just put it all in one convenient place for all wrestling fans. So, yeah, I think it could work. And that's that's what I think. I wonder if, you know, because they're talking, it gets, you know, blown up as, oh, they're going to buy them. I wonder if they're just working out a deal where, hey, how about you produce your product? You know, we obviously oversee it, you know, maybe – ECW style kind of you know slippy a little bit of funding here but we we put it and we put it on our network and maybe if you know in a year if they got that and something else on there and hey for 9.99 you get just all our shit for $15 or 14.99 you get these other companies you know just different cuz they want to get to a tiered system I, I do believe with the network and the only way to do that is to offer stuff outside of the WWE. Well, here's what the article that, says. I got to pull because they've already says, given us everything we can possibly want WWE. So in order for them to change the price, they got to start taking shit from us. And then that people start canceling subscriptions. So the only way to up the price now is to offer something else. And that's what the article it says. It says, this would include the weekly TV show beginning to air on the WWE Network. No word at this point on whether every wrestler on the roster would continue working in ROH if that happens. Keep in mind, there's no actual deal on the table right now, and discussions are simply that. This means the buyout could always fall through if both sides can't agree on specifics. Case in point, WWE had discussions with TNA last year about a buyout that never came to fruition. So it's about at that point. Well. If you go back to 1997, they talked about buying AAA and then just ended up using some of their talent on the Royal Rumble. So, I mean, I think that Vince is a businessman. He's always going to put out feelers, going to do his due diligence and figure out what. And if it ends up not going to make him a buck, then, you know, he'll go keep on going because 
he's got the juggernaut that he's got. So, and you know that's interesting because uh, Ring of Honor is owned by Sinclair Broadcasting, which broadcasting like they have their own cable network, mm-hmm. and it's interesting. <sighs> I guess you would say they're the number two wrestling company in America by default, but it's weird that with their cable access and the talent that they've had running through that place, that they've never really been able to make a dent. I'm not saying they're going to rival the WWE, but at the very least be able to solidify themselves as the premier number two wrestling company. I I just find it interesting that they haven't been able to really hold down that spot or, or really make waves in the industry. Well, isn't it? I don't know a lot of their backstory, but some of what I do know, I think it's once they kind of paired up with Sinclair Broadcasting and finally got a little bit more financial backing and a little bit of, you know, a, a safety net in a sense, all their top talent had went to WWE by then. You know, Kev, Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. All those guys that had kind of made the rumbling, the buzz, and built them up to what they were. And had they finally gotten, you know, that exposure that Sinclair Broadcasting brought them, had those guys still been there, who knows where they'd be, you know? Uh, but that that's what – our Ring of Honor eight years ago is WWE today. Well, I was going to say, and that's the opposite approach. Now, WWE had that experience on the other end because what made WCW and any really relevant number two, because even when TNA was close, because we got familiar faces that we knew. WCW is basically WWF. You know, and now they're doing the opposite script, and they're they're pulling all these names that have their local niches and their indie internet fans Mm -hmm. already, and they're pulling them and making them stars. Oh, yeah. And now Fair ROH enough. couldn't afford a Kevin Owens or a CM Punk or anything like that. Yep. So I, I think that the lane is wide open for a viable number two wrestling organization here in America. Now, whether that steps up and becomes Ring of Honor or whether WWE buys them, maybe it'll become TNA or, I beg your pardon, Impact Wrestling. Maybe Lucha Underground will catch on now that they're on Netflix. Who knows? All I can really say is stay tuned. Now, moving right along, I I meant to bring this up a few weeks ago, but better late than never. Apparently, Bank of America has offered to pay for the Oakland Radian, the Oakland Radius, Jesus, the Oakland Raiders new stadium in Las Vegas. So that being said, I am paying for the Oakland Raiders new stadium in Las Vegas. So all I want to know is where the fuck are my season tickets in this motherfucker? Fuck the Raiders. <laughs> I wish it was any other goddamn team. And that's funny you said that. I just switched to Bank of America two weeks ago. <laughs> so they better not be. I'll leave their asses and fuck the Raiders. Go Chief. What? Well, yeah, you can't afford to get back up to Vegas, can you? Nah, fuck. yeah, it's mania season. Daddy. Yeah, no, nah, I, I don't. I don't mean it that way. Like, I just the the dusty trails to get fucking driven through Vegas. There, you. The stories you two guys got come out of Vegas. It's <laughs> safe for you guys to go back. Yeah, that's probably true. There might be a couple old school uh, westerns like the Wanted signs way back in the day, like the <laughs> yeah. Rick Foley shirt. I got yeah. me and Chris on some Wanted signs up there. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. I think we yeah. do still owe some Mellon Farmers money in Vegas, man, but and we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, you I guys think we squared up. The welcome to Vegas it, sign, the cops sitting, there, <laughs> sitting under the sign. Hey. Just Baby, Gabe, Gabe. turned his lights on. You guys got to head back. Yeah. 
I'm just saying, though, man. So, you know, clearly that's our money that they're using to build that stadium. So you motherfuckers can build a, a stadium for a football team, but you can't pay my overdraft fees. Fuck you. I just Amen. wanted to say that publicly Amen. on air. <laughs> I just had to say that publicly on air. Uh, moving right along, have yeah, you guys same, checked same out? Same issues with Chase, Chase Manhattan, if you will. <laughs> Oh, well, speaking of Chase Manhattan, their founder, uh, Rockefeller, he just died this week as well. I, I would wish him a R.I.P., but, you know, they say if you can't say anything nice about somebody, don't say anything at all. So, Hey, I'll give him a shout-out. I'm trying to get in that Illuminati circle. Shout-out to Rockefeller family. My name's Hardcore. Let me in. I keep on knocking, but you can't come in. Hey, <laughs> name's Hardcore Humming. Usually they just spell it with two H's. Capitalize. Never you ever been pinned by a backyard wrestling champion, sweetheart? Let me hear you, North Kakalaki. <laughs> so, America's favorite comedian, Dave Chappelle, has made his triumphant return back onto the scene. Dave Chappelle is officially back in the paint, and he came back with two, count them, one, two time, two time, two specials on Netflix yesterday. Have you I guys had it. a chance to check it out yet? No, no, but, but I love the idea that that's not to watch Lucha Underground this next week. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Way to change up the. I mean, how how many other times has the stand up game been changed to drop two specials at once? I fucking love it. I can't wait to see him. I love Dave Chappelle. Well, I actually uh, number one, he signed a uh, a sixty million dollar three special deal, and it just so happened that he already had these two specials in the can. So shout out to him. He turned down fifty million with Comedy Central and ended up coming out with sixty. So let that be a lesson: maintain your integrity. That being said, I, I watched both of them last night back to back. I enjoyed them thoroughly. I'm a huge Dave Chappelle fan. Like I've been riding with Dave Chappelle since uh, Mel Brooks' Robin Hood Men in Tight. So like, yeah. Dave, yeah, I go way back. Yeah, yeah. so we go way back. So hey, I'm Lincoln. Back. I said, "Hey, Lincoln." <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the East Bank. I'm on the West Bank. I'm on one side. I'm on the other side. This ain't exactly the Mississippi. <laughs> and then the motherfucker started shouting, oh, help, I can't swim. I can't swim. I can't swim. <laughs> uh, hey, it's a chew. A chew? No, no. A chew. <laughs> a chew? Where? Where? <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Mel Brooks. A lot of, I mean, oh, space falls. Comedians. Comedians. Blazing Saddles. Yes, Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Shout out to Mel Brooks, man. Comedic genius. Genius. Underrated one from Mel Brooks is Life Stinks. Have you guys seen that one? Oh, great one. I I couldn't remember the name. I'm glad you. I couldn't remember the name, but I was. Yeah, where he ends up being the homeless guy. Yes. Great movie. So shout out to Mel Brooks. One of my favorite movies of all time. The very seldom chance where he's actually like that guy, like he's himself in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. And Spaceballs was great as well, man. The Star Wars, the take on Star Wars stand. One of my all time. Okay, what's what's the code? One, two, three, four, five. Wait a second, you mean the code is one, two, three, four, five? <laughs> That's the kind of code some asshole has on his luggage. Remind me to change the code of my luggage. 
<laughs> shout out to Mel Brooks and shout out to Dave Chappelle, man. Welcome back, man. And, and shout out to you, man, for taking a stand again. I respect anybody that takes a stand against the industry, man, and, and holds their own nuts, man. I respect that. Yeah, and, That's yeah. According to one of his specials, those nuts are smooth as eggs. Nice. <laughs> nice. Cheers and beers to now, Dave Chappelle, one of my favorites. Cheers and beers to Dave Chappelle. And we're also going to cheers them beers and send a special R.I.P. To the father of rock and roll, Chuck Berry, he passed away this weekend as well as the, at the ripe old age of 90. And up until a few months ago, he was still touring and performing. So basically, Chuck Berry is to popular music what Michael Jordan is to basketball. So you know how Michael Jordan bust on the scene and, and, and every player since then has strived to be like Mike. That's what Chuck Berry is to popular music. Chuck Berry literally changed the game. And any and everybody that you can think of post-Chuck Berry has bit off of Chuck Berry and was influenced in some <laughs> sort of shape, form, fashion by Chuck Berry. So we, we've, we've got to pay our condolences, man, and send yeah. a special shout-out to Chuck Berry, the godfather of rock and roll and popular music in general as we know it today. I can go there with that. I dig that. That was kind of like when they tried to give it to Elvis because he was white. But that's where it came from, black music. And a lot of people don't realize that, man, because people are shocked when I say I like rock and roll, man. And they're like, you like rock and roll? It's like, motherfucker, do you not realize that rock and roll was invented by black people, i.e. Chuck Berry, Lil Richard, and Ike Turner, just to name a few? Like, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I, I'm not gonna give lot, you a turn lot, lot better than music. Better than <laughs> Irish, lot better than Irish Celtic bullshit them gingers are coming up with. That's for Here damn we sure. Go. Here we go. <laughs> That's some of the best goddamn music you'll ever hear. Just sit down and listen to some Irish music. You'd like it. I heard a lot on the St. Patty's Day. I'm good for it one day a year. You don't remember any of it, motherfucker. Shipping up to Boston. Oy, oy, oy. That ain't fucking Irish. That shit came out four oh, or five years boy. ago. Fuck. The pipes, the pipes are calling. His belly with a rusty razor. Shave his belly with a rusty razor. Shave his belly with a rusty razor early in the morning. <laughs> Well, shit, if you go back far enough, though, man, go check out the, the early Selks and stuff like that, man. Y'all Mellon Farmers got some color in y'all, too, man, to say oh, the least. Sure. I'm not yeah. saying. I'm just saying. Do your I'm history. Saying, baby. Found, page po- found page porn on the internet today. Found page porn on the internet today. <laughs> found page porn on the internet today. Got a boner this morning. Now there's come <laughs> on my belly. <laughs> we better close it up on that note. <laughs> On that note, yeah, so Big John, what's your match of the week, brother? Fuck. <laughs> Brad Maddox started with hardcore this time? Xavier yeah. Woods in a three-way dance. Yeah. <laughs> the triple threat. <laughs> I couldn't get it out. I was going to say the same thing. They always going to have a black was... guy as the cuck, don't they? <laughs> yeah, you know how this go, hardcore, man. Don't act dumb now. You know how this go, bro. <laughs> My match of the week was gonna be me trying to hit repeat on the video so I can get a few minutes in. <laughs> Big old third leg Brad Maddox himself and Chilly Willie Cold Night. Uh, I can't wait till the 
I can't wait till the DVD comes out with the alternate angles from his camera. I know. That's word, what I was looking for. word, John. Like you're really looking forward to that. Well, yeah. I mean, this is gonna be. It's gonna be a WWE <laughs> Network exclusive eventually. It's. We'll have to go. We'll have to wait till we're in London to see it. You know, because that shit's okay on TV over there. <laughs> fish and chips, what, daddy. Fish and chips. What What you got going on, hardcore? Well, I was gonna. I can't remember, John. Did you already do the Undertaker Sean match twenty five? Because I watched that last night. I, and I was thinking. Yeah. I thought you already I did. So I'm gonna. I I happen to. My network is on a Roku where you have to like fast forward. You can't skip to the fucking chapter. So yeah, it's, shit sucks. I, I, I'm half and it, half. Yeah. Totally. So it was actually I think maybe either the match before. Or, or two matches for anyway, it was Jericho Flair. Uh, help me out here, John. Um, who just passed away? Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Oh, the Legends, the, the legends match. Oh, Roddy Jimmy Piper. It was, yeah, it was Dragon. Roddy Piper and and Snuka. Yeah, versus Jericho. Yeah, ver- Flair. versus Jericho. Mickey Rourke. And then, um, Mickey Rourke came out in it, so that, that yeah. was cool. I forgot all about Mickey Rourke because it was when the wrestler came out and all that shit. So go watch that. WrestleMania 25. Uh, Mine, I I was going to go with was uh, just the one that kind of set it all off and did it. uh, Austin HBK, WrestleMania 14, Mike Tyson. Nice, nice. Nice. brought me back. That was the one. Mine, I got three words for you. I want you all, Barflies, to go to YouTube and type in three words. South Paul Wrestling. Oh yeah. Period. Two words. Trust right, me. That's all right. Oh that yeah, that was I got two words for you. South Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he, he fucked up. It's South Paul Regional Wrestling. So you well, those were the three words. words. So the third word was regional, and I just forgot the regional. So type in go to YouTube YouTube, type in South Paul Regional Wrestling. I guarantee you you won't be disappointed. Tell him Tex Ferguson sent you. This is nice. Catamaran. Let's get a dude. Cheddarfield. And real He's quick, the isn't that man of the business? Isn't that Fandango? So I was thinking that's oh, probably yeah. why they did Cena versus yes. Fandango. Yes, oh. yes, it is. On SmackDown. Yes, because it was oh, those two, and that was like the hilarious. hottest thing on WWE's YouTube all weekend. Yes, that is why that match came about. Good call, Hardcore. Oh, big time! That, that that was fucking hilarious. Uh, and then if you if you catch the talking smack from this week, uh, John Cena throws a, th- a shout out to old Tex Ferguson in his burial of Mike Mizanin. Nice. So hardcore. Let the good folks know where they can find us. Yep. Hit us at uh, at Danny W H H podcast and shout out to Brooke Tessmacher, Brooke Adams. She just retweeted our picture of me with the NWO tattoo. So at Danny WW or W, I'm trying not to laugh. These motherfuckers are doing some dumb <laughs> shit. Uh, at Danny WHH podcast. Uh, where else are we at? We're on fucking iTunes. Look up Wrestling Happy Hour. Look up Facebook. John's trying to do some fucking Razor Ramon on his couch. Chris got a D's nuts shirt on. They're, they're throwing me off my game, but I'm here, baby. SoundCloud.com, Wrestling Happy Hour. Send in this uh, email to <laughs> the Wrestling Happy Hour at gmail.com. They're both doing the, the fingers that Scott Hall does. And now he's doing the second. Just find us. It's called Wrestling Happy Hour. Google it, motherfuckers. We hey, love you, Barfly. Hey, if you're going to WrestleMania, find us in Orlando. 
We'll be the fucking odd couples. Yeah, for trio. sure. Find us on Twitter <laughs> at Danny W H H podcast and message us on Twitter if you guys want to come have a beer with us or whatever, man. We're all about it. So hit right. us up. Yeah, just, just look for us. We'll be the cool looking black guy with the hot chick and the other two Yahoos. So yeah, we <laughs> we're go. easy to find. Hey, look, here we go. We got some. We got a little bit. You know, we're like we're like a Neapolitan ice cream or whatever. We got gingers, <laughs> like sexy gingers into black dudes. No, no. And, yeah, we got know. we got strawberry, chocolate, and vanilla. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. we're we're officially changing our name to the Neapolitan Happy Hour. <laughs> Barflies next week. We're going to be broadcasting live in a living color from Orlando, the site of WrestleMania 33. So tune in. Until next week from Mania, baby. Mania. Cheers and beers. Cheers and beers, Daddy. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm getting weird beers. as fuck in Orlando. Beep, beep. Who's beers. got the keys to the Jeep? Peace, bro. <laughs> I can't stand the rain. Doom, doom.